I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to The Sportive. We are back. Stu is here with me. How are you doing, Stu? Oh, John, not too bad. How are you doing? Not too bad. And chicken, our, our good friend Chicken Finger 69 is here as well. Hey, fellas. How you doing? I'm going to give you two peeks behind the curtain here. Number one, we actually recorded one not too long before Christmas. The three of us got together, recorded one. And then for the first time in several years, uh, the podcast, we, we had such hot takes on the podcast that it actually murdered one of our computers. That hadn't happened <laughs> since like 2017. So we lost the whole podcast. It literally and... murdered. It murdered my... <laughs> and when you say that, it's not being... Uh, you're not exaggerating. My computer died mid podcast, <laughs> stopped working completely, done. It, it hasn't recovered. It's it's gone. RIP, prayer hands emoji, hashtag RIP, <laughs> all of it. And the other peek behind the curtain is that for the because of this, we're now trying to take the the, the Michael Rand approved method of recording this via zoom call which means that for the, probably the second time ever in the podcast the first one being the one where we are actually in the same room i'm actually looking at stew and chicken right now and i cannot tell you folks i cannot tell you how difficult it's going to be for the rest of this podcast to call him chicken fingers 69 when i'm looking right at his face my name is right and my name is right there in the corner yeah you're <laughs> <laughs> and and you're a you're a grown man with many children and get them calling you chicken fingers well, anyway yes it's silly so i i guess to start out with the first question what was your guys favorite part of the rick spielman slash mike zimmer vikings era because it's pretty much over now i would say uh uh, uh steph diggs <laughs> minneapolis miracle pretty no, that's pretty gotta be yeah. i think yeah that's number one you know, people started talking about the, the the Zimmer playoff record, and it was only then that I remembered they actually beat the Saints in a different playoff game as well. Yeah. Another God, I forgot overtime for, game. that game is memory hold for me. Yeah, both that one and the elimination game. Um, they it was the Niners, right? It was like a Niners road game, and then like the pandemic started like a month later, and yeah, and that game started yeah. the pandemic, as I recall. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think any fair-minded person would say that's the high point of both of their regimes. Um, the, the low points. Oh, 
John. Oh. Let me count the low points. How much, um, how much time do we have? Oh, man. What is, how many, when is how many low points up? are there? Well, There's... first of all, Yedemar Spielman's been here forever. Zimmer's been here a mere eight years. I mean, I I think was Spielman the GP? Was Spielman the GM when Denny was the coach? I think he was, wasn't he? No, he wasn't called the G. Well, he wasn't in the role. Different title. So the triangle of authority. Ah, the triangle was mid two thousands when Denny was here. Um, Excuse me was post-Denny. Uh, 05 was, I believe, Rick's first year. Could be completely making that up. First year with the with the pro, with the the pro franchise, he was elevated to his current position in like 12, like right after the Ponder draft. But he, for all intents and purposes, he ran the Ponder draft. He just didn't have the title. And then like mm-hmm. immediately after the draft, they gave to him. That's well, my record. When you draft Chris Ponder, you want to you get you get that title, man. Yeah, you get that corner off. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a third round quarterback in the first round. That's when that, that's a sweet, sweet pick, my friend. It how he got another eight bites at the apple after that is it, 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 look. I know we're teasing him, and it's fun, but that's a remarkable amount mm. of perseverance. After after that, you got eight more years, eight, eight more seasons. After in a, in a league in a league where you do not get one mistake, much less a major no, mistake. That big of a mistake, that franchise crippling mistake to blow. They wasted AP's prime. It could mm-hmm. be argued on Christian Ponder. His prime, perhaps, arguably, you know, the off the field stuff. If if you can just and you can set that aside for a minute, but arguably, not definitely, but arguably, the greatest player, talent wise, that the Vikings have ever had. I think a, a case could be made. They're, they've had a lot of good players, but a case could be made. He was the greatest, and he was wasted because of that pick. Mm-hmm. And then Rick got to pick like. Eight more quarterbacks after that. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. <laughs> Rick, I mean, everything else, to me. everything else aside, he must be one of the world's greatest suck-ups because his bosses just keep him around, man. Well, by all accounts, he is, he is a good person. Like, he is... That's what I've heard. I mean, there have like never the been reports coming no. out of Winter Park about Rick Spielman being. You guys, a you guys say that, but ass, there was a yeah. report that he puts his shoes on before his pants. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, that's not the know, behavior of a. Well, good all, human. Have, that's not the behavior all, of a human being. We all have quirks, John. That's, yeah. the, be- that's the behavior of a poorly programmed robot. Um, another but, peek behind the curtain. Before we started this Zoom call, John had a luchador mask on. So we all have. I can put it back on. Chicken will love this. Hold on. Oh, I thought this was a joke. Oh, it is not a joke. (laughs) Isn't that the most beautiful thing? (laughs) Podcasting is a visual medium. What? What? All all six of the major. Why? How? Um, We're here. Just to run through all of them. 
I think so. This it has a this has a Minnesota United logo on it. I think it must have been a giveaway at a game, and then my uncle Why? my uncle got it a, at a garage sale somehow and gave it to me. And now you, I you have go it to the game. So I thought the obvious connection was I was at the game where the giveaway happened. No, you took nope. a left hand turn. I wasn't at the game. And my my <laughs> uncle got it at a garage at sale. a garage sale. <laughs> now I'm just assuming it was a giveaway. It doesn't You're have a, every game. It doesn't have a corporate logo That's... on it. It does not have a corporate logo on it. So it's possible this is the only one. I'm pretty sure it's not, but it's possible that I have a Minnesota United luchador mask and no one else does. Was there a Loons related like wrestler, professional wrestler that would have well, worn you know, this they, they usually have a Hispanic heritage night, but would that be a good thing to give away for? It seems like sort of like giving away sombreros. You'd, you'd want to be I'm careful not the one that type of promotion. You want to be very careful. Yeah. I am not the one to ask about. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just gonna. Well, I don't have no idea. So that can't be it. I wouldn't think. But you know, some I don't know. I don't. I don't have any answers. I'm short on answers right now. But I'm long on luchador masks. That's you're wearing, you're, John, just just to just the level set here. You're wearing a used luchador mask found at a garage. <laughs> uh, I washed it. Does that make you feel any better about it? Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like the difference between a surgical mask and an KN95 mask. You know? <laughs> um, oh, all right. I'm. Uh, so he puts his shoes on before his pants, but relative to prior things in Vikings history, oh goodness, have said he puts his shoes on before his pants mm-hmm. immediately after murdering eighteen hookers, <laughs> like, which is what like, Fran Foley did. Which is <laughs> that was the, literally, literally that's the whole thing. Courage I mean, Karai just comes. There, there are still like, people who talk about Fran Foley in hushed tones because yes. they cannot believe that guy got hired and the stories about him that still haven't come to light. I have, I have no idea. So relatively speaking, yeah. Spielman is like, uh, a perfect citizen here has been. So there's that, but his track record is yeah. kind of remarkable. Now they've been, they've had mediocre seasons. They've had slightly above average seasons. They've gone to a NFC championship game and got destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's been the head guy, I don't. I, I, I find it remarkable after the Christian Ponder pick um, that he has found so much longevity. But I think he's had some big first round draft picks. Yeah, and he's hit on like you know whatever he hits on your you know Steve Diggs, Dylan, Steve Diggs was like John a Sullivan. fifth round pick. Yeah. And that's that's, I mean, that's what that's what the def- defenders will say is that he hits on those. No, yeah, he hit on like, them one time. But he know. also made four hundred and fifty-two thousand of those picks. It's the Chris kept... Davis of uh, it, it's the Baltimore Orioles. Chris Davis striking out five hundred and seventy times in a season, but he hit eighteen home runs. Right. So they kept him around, but. You can't ignore the 570 yeah. strikeouts. And just the last few years, the, the, first, <laughs> the first round oh, yeah. picks they've had the first Man, the last know. couple of years that have not worked out at all is just he can't he can't draft offensive linemen. The famous 
the one that we always talk about is the time he drafted the lowest ranked offensive lineman in the in the draft in the fourth round. Oh, He's drafted me. 14 punters and 12 kickers, none of whom lasted more than 10 seconds with the team. Yeah. It's just everything. We did it. We did an exercise the other day on looking at the, the everybody agrees the Vikings suffer from a lack of depth this season. And um, we did an exercise of going back and looking at the 16, 17, 18, and 19 drafts, right? Because that's where you're going to get some depth is the, the last this year's draft, maybe even the previous year's draft, those, those players are under development. But if you start looking two to five years in the past, what are you getting? And I'm begging you not to look. I'm still not over it looking at those drafts. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Um, wow. And it's a just process. Like, but it's just not like good. the Vikings rebuilding process. It's going to take some time. And so that's the discussion we had at that time was, um, <laughs> look, I, you know, I'm a Zimmer, uh, Bobo, I'll defend him to the day I die because I'm stubborn like he is. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's things that he could have done better, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, but it could be said that really this team suffered from a lack of depth. And that's that's the biggest reason, not the only, but the biggest reason for their failures. They couldn't overcome the injuries and the COVID-related absences this season because their drafts have been so poor and they haven't hit so on free poor. agents that they brought in. I do, I do want to mention as an aside something that sort of, you know, like you're looking at the magic eye and you finally see the picture you're supposed to be seeing. So there was a big article this week about nepotism in NFL head coaching. Well, not only head coaching, but assistant coaching as well. And the Vikings got called out because of all of their family ties, including their current offensive coordinator, Clint Kubiak, being the, the son of Gary Kubiak, who used to be their offensive coordinator. And just sort of as almost a throwaway in that article was, somebody saying that Clint Kubiak still talks to Gary all the time. And one of the sources being like, no, Gary's still involved. And just thinking about that and what that probably means. And then thinking about how the Vikings could only play offense when they were scripting their plays and then thereafter were terrible. It was just one of those things where it's like, so what I'm hearing here is that Gary Kubiak scripted all the plays to start the game after which the Vikings were completely incompetent. It finally makes sense. I finally mm-hmm. understand it. After yep. which it was just Clint Kubiak with a Madden controller. Just w- while we're talking about people who are not doing, who are you not helping the Minnesota Vikings. Clint so Kubiak you're, the, is in that you're the teacher who realizes that the student is obviously being helped by their parent. Their, right. their homework is being done by their parents. The, the kid who has an electrical engineer for a dad who shows up for the science <laughs> fair with a working robot. Yep. You know, this is a third grade science fair. We didn't need to go quite all that out here. <sighs> so, uh, I can't imagine Zimmer will survive. Um, what can you, if you were Vegas, what odds would you put on uh, Zimmer, Spielman, and Kirk being here opening day next season. 
Kirk is the only one with a shot. I would say Kirk is pick him. I think you think it's 50 50. I think because of his contract, it's fair enough. Because of his contract. I think Spielman, because he's a survivor, I would put him at, I'm going to say, I'm going to say two to one against. I think he's got a 33% chance of being around. Mm-hmm. And I would give Zimmer, I would say Zimmer is at about 25 to one at this point. I say, I, I think he has virtually no shot because they're going to do something. And the easiest thing is always firing the coach. And the only one who was standing for him today was Antonio Brown. Who's got other issues. Yeah, that was <laughs> so incredible. It was like Zimmer oh. had to be like, Jesus Christ, man, get off my side. Get off my side. Please get off it's my so... side, dude. No. Put the shirt on and get off my side. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> I have Antonio to imagine and you're probably your head is probably in the same place, if I had to guess. I can I I think so. Right or wrong. Yeah. I think that's probably the Vegas odds on the yeah. table is um I I think I probably wouldn't give Rick as good odds as you guys did, but I don't know if that is my own bias speaking or um, I just can't. I think he's, I think he's just, I mean, like John, I don't even, he's got a small, it's a small chance. I don't even think it's 33. You're right. It's I just odds are longer than that. Three to three to one or four to one against is probably more right. Maybe even more than that. Six, seven. The more I think I just, about it, the lower is the lower his odds get. But maybe, but I just can't see the Wilfs looking at it and, and saying, "No, we're going to give." Because, in my opinion, if you give him another chance, it's not one season. You give him the opportunity to to hire a whole new staff. Well, right. you're going to give that staff at least two years, if not three. Um, so now he's going to survive at least two or three more seasons, if not four, um, before you really know what you have he's likely to keep Kirk around because he's the one you can't allow him. I think everybody understands that a decision on Kirk is needed. If I were a businessman, I wouldn't allow Spielman the opportunity to make an unbiased decision on Kirk's future. He can't, it's not possible. He has too much invested, but somebody as a businessman has to, they have to be looking at it going, we need somebody to make a decision that's unbiased on what to do at the quarterback position. Rick can't be that person. But yeah, I, I can't believe he's been around this long. So what do I know? It's insane. The other thing I wanted to know was Stu, how is Lambo? Yeah, cold. John, it was cold. Um, it was, I mean, it was, <laughs> this is like the um, fourth time I've been there. Maybe fifth. The memory goes as you age, folks. Um, always great to see my friends out there. It's a, just a great experience. Don't get it twisted. I still hate everything Green Bay and the Ooh. state of Wisconsin stand for, but Lambeau's great to go for a game. Uh, but the game was just, it as bad as it was on TV, it was worse in person. <laughs> the, the, the vibe I got from Packer fans was pity. Oh no! You were I, not animosity. Oh, not at pity. Just I mean, again, and when you when the your opponent, your rival, yeah. Yeah. puts runs Sean Mannion out there. What else? There's nothing else you can do. It's just pity. 
and yeah. it was the correct it was the correct emotion because there's just there's nothing it's just cool you beat sean Mannion. it proved nothing to them yeah um it just it just showed it was just yeah it was just yeah that that three and a half hours of my weekend wasn't so great but everything else was uh, I got called the C word by a grandma at a bar in Osmond, Wisconsin called the smiling moose. Um, let's see. Can you, can you just add a little context to that? Did she just oh. walk by and drop the no. C bomb on you or no, no, it's um, we, uh, uh, it was on the way of our friends live in Sheboygan. So we stopped in Elkhart Lake where road America is John. I know as a fan of formula one mm-hmm. racing, you're very well aware of that. Um, so we were there um, and there's a bar nearby. It's on, it's between Elkhart Lake and Manitowoc for all you uh, making a murderer fans. Uh, it's called the smile and moose. Osmond is unincorporated as is the case for most Wisconsin towns. And um, we stopped at the smiling moose cause they had their kitchen was open and they had a live band going at three in the afternoon on the Sunday, like every other place in the world does. Um, and we walked in um, my friend Mike um, Shush, I've mentioned uh, him on here before from the range, had one of those really ugly Vikings cardigans on. And I also had a Vikings sweatshirt on. And uh, the grandma in the Devante, um, uh, Devante Adams uh, jersey said, oh, a couple of Vikings C-words walking wow. in the door. So That's not nearly so bad as I assumed. No, and she seemed to be a fairly play. She was, she was like jamming. They were playing "Turn the Page" by Seeger, and then you see a couple. Then you see a couple of Vikings idiots walk in the door. Like, I get that. It's Bob Seeger. You're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Three in the afternoon. It's January second. You're still hungover from you know New Year's. So, um, so that that was the context of that. I I was that was, but I was not expecting to hear hear that. I mean, I guess you can expect <laughs> somewhat. Not expecting there, but... is the wrong. I was somewhat surprised to hear that. Yeah. Not yeah, completely. I, I can also recommend totally uh, the, 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 we wanted to get food before going to Lambo, and that was a great call. They, they'll give you one of those burgers that's got a half pound Angus patty and a half pound brat patty. We'll serve <laughs> it on a bun about the size of a manhole cover for eight bucks. <laughs> it was freaking awesome, man. I had the half pounder, Chush had the full pounder. He was sweating. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't was cold at all. He had his coat off at the game. Of <laughs> Pretty much. So, but yeah, um, it was a great, it's a great experience. And I'm, I'm trying to think of all the games that I've been. I think I'm 0-4. I, I, I definitely haven't seen the Vikings win there. Um, the first time I went, it was the game, it was before the one year before the Moss season when Denny started going for two because they were down like 27 to nothing in the first half. And they almost came back, but I think Leroy Butler uh, intercepted. Uh, who was our quarterback the year before? Uh, why can I not remember our quarterback the year before '98? Uh, well, would it been would it have been Brad Johnson that year? I think yeah. it was Brad Johnson. Yeah, it was Brad. Yeah, yeah, he threw an interception to Leroy Butler. Um, the another year, um, that was the year the Blue Angels made my friend Brandon throw up in the car. He was so hungover when the Blue Angels flew over. It made his stomach turn. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon was an Olympic wrestler, by the way. That's neither here nor there. Um, But he's, um, yeah, so that, and I think that was also the year that uh, Peterson had like an 80-yard touchdown run. But, of course, they lost. And then 
it was two years ago was the last time I went, and that was the year the ref stole a legal uh, Stefan Diggs touchdown mm-hmm. in the end mm-hmm. zone. The only time they overturned a touchdown from New York. Um, so um, I'm 0-4, so I maybe shouldn't go to that many more games, but it's really fun, and I get yeah. to see my friends out there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I that was my... Uh, it, and it was cold, but I mean, we watched the Winter Classic. We got there on Saturday, and we watched the Winter Classic at our um, at our hotel. And it was colder in Minneapolis by far than it was in Green Bay. There were people like drinking outside and not really affected too much by it before the game. But it was still it was cold, but definitely not as bad as uh, the Winter Classic was. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Chicken, were you at the Winter Classic? No. Yeah. I was not. I had an offer to go, but I just, it didn't look like. Uh, it's one of those I, things. It, seemed, it didn't look fun, but it also looked fun. Yeah. <laughs> I contemplated it. I, I don't know. Um, if it were a day game, I think there's no doubt I would have gone. Right. Um, yeah, that five o'clock start time. That was. Well, I got offered it the day of. And the night before I had had some fun. So I wasn't really in the, <laughs> I was looking forward to going to bed early and yeah. uh, not freezing my ass off. It was nice to so, watch on television. So were the wild as a matter of fact. Hey, oh. yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It was, I did. I, honestly, I treated it a little bit like the Super Bowl and just watched all of the pregame shows. And I really enjoyed a three-hour pregame show for a hockey game. I don't know why. It just made me feel like it made me feel normal and warm inside that these goobers are talking to Gary Bettman and Greg Leopold and all these other people. And <laughs> oh, they've the, got quite the the TNT pregame uh, NHL pregame show is. Well, is that was the that was the NHL Network one, but the TNT oh, one is weird. I want to hear your opinion on the TNT one. Uh I think they're growing into it. It's got what Rick Tockett. Um, yep. It had Gretzky on it that night, which is an odd, um, you know, odd kind of. But that kind ingredient of curse, to, man. I yeah, mean, you've got to get Gretzky on there. It's, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to explain it. I guess it. So it's very. They're obviously modeling it after the TNT. Um, right. I don't know if it's TNT hoops, whatever station, like Shaq and Barkley. TNT hoops, and, yeah. And those guys. Okay. So they're obviously, and they've got big personalities like Paul Bissonnette is kind of their biggest personality. He's an ex-player, but he's 
Um, I don't even, he's almost like Mike Morris, like, right. He's very gregarious. That's I mean, a he's great very, comparison. Great comparison. <laughs> it's not like he had this remarkable NHL career or anything. And he's, he's funny. He's um, kind of, he's just kind of a goofball. Right. And then they got him sit, uh, seated next, right next to Wayne Gretzky. So I'm trying to think what that would be. It would be Mike Morris. I don't know. Um, sits, you know, sitting next to who'd be a very unserious NFX NFL, just absolute superstar. Um, I can't, I'm, I'm thinking like dead cub, but he's kind of silly too. He's almost a caricature right. at this point. I, I can't think of a good one. Um, Walter Payton's very dead. That's Somebody use a, a kicker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's just a very interesting mix. Um, they've got the, the ex coach, the couple ex coaches, couple ex players, the the host guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very they're obviously trying to be like the basketball show. I find it entertaining. Uh, I think that they aren't very safe. They they really take some runs at some people. I find that part interesting. Um, but I don't know how interesting that'd be to anybody else. Like calling out. William Nylander for trio. Okay, does anybody give a shit? I don't know. I I do. I think it's funny, yeah. but I don't know if anybody in the world really cares. It's 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 a little harder for TNT because it's like we got to call out William Nylander, knowing that the people that we are hoping watch this game are probably not going to know what William Nylander looks off looks like off the top yeah. of our head. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I do, and uh, you know. The, the basketball show calling out I don't know, LeBron or something like that. That would be a big deal, right? That, yeah. Um, maybe, and maybe they do this, but uh, I, I have no idea if they do. They call out superstars, but um, the hockey show I just, can. So it's interesting. The, the thing that I find strange, and maybe I, I've not watched a lot of Inside the NBA. I've watched it a few times with, with Barkley and those guys. So maybe this is just the way it is, and I don't know what, but it seems like a pretty common thing is wanting to recreate that pregame show and we're wanting to recreate sort of the vibe of it. And what it seems to lead to is they tell all of these guys that may or may not have a pre-existing relationship of some kind that they need to just be absolutely awful to each other and try to make fun <laughs> of each other. Yeah, and so often it's like, it's like if you had a team meeting at work where they're like, all right, we're going to have a roast today. And it mm. would just be, it just, it just makes you squirm sometimes. It just seems, it, mm-hmm. it, it seems forced and it seems weird. And honestly, the weirdest thing about the, the one before the winter classic is you got Paul Bissonette there, who, like you say, is a character. He's in a, and he's a card and stuff. And he's trying to make fun of Wayne Gretzky. And it just, <laughs> And Wayne just looks at like yeah. Wayne just looks like who, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. On their pregame show today, we have Michael Jordan and Randy Brewer. And Randy Brewer is going <laughs> to take down Michael Jordan. Yeah, I don't think this is going to work that well. I, I thought so. My overall takeaway from the entire production, I uh, from a television standpoint, the game was obviously didn't go how we hoped, but I thought it was really. Um, fun to watch on television, like mm-hmm. like the the spectacle of it. They did a good job of showing that uh, 
the uh, I thought the, the stadium looked really cool. I don't know if it would have been fun to be there. The people I talked to said it, were, it was pretty miserable, um, but it sure looked good on TV. That maybe the one of the biggest takeaways I thought that was interesting was um, they had other NHL games going on at the same time. I know that was which, very strange from a marketing standpoint. Like, what? What? Why this is supposed to be your premier game, and you've got other NHL games? It just made no sense to me. Because usually it's the only game of the day, isn't it? I couldn't figure that one out. I don't recall there ever being other games during other yeah. Winter Classics. I, I, I don't think it ever would have occurred to me to even check. Like, yeah, obviously you're not going to play other games now. Maybe they had to because of COVID, yeah, and they just that was can't. my assumption was it was COVID related, but still, I suppose. But still, they're postponing things all the time. I, um, yeah. Anyways, I thought that was that was strange. Did you did you go to either of? Because I think there were a couple of different outdoor events. No. Um, no. You have you been to any of the outdoor events that have been here? Check I out. went to the outdoor. Oddly enough, the only Vikings game I've ever been to in my life was the outdoor, <laughs> uh, the one at TCF mm. with Favre. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like the one after the Metrodome collapsed and then Favre died yeah. and was buried under the TCF field? Only one. I've been, only mm-hmm. Vikings game I've been to, and I, I've never been to an NHL game or college. Uh, you know, they, they had they had the college games at TCF a few years ago. They, they played a women's game and then they played a men's hockey game. And I was at that one, and it was four degrees, which is somehow 15 degrees warmer than the Winter Classic was. <laughs> but what I was sitting, I was sitting in the upper deck corner of the stadium. And so I was approximately, I I'm going to estimate this, but I'd say I was at least a half mile away from the ice and it was four degrees. And I said, because I, I wanted to really experience the whole thing. I went to the women's game before and they started the women's game at about five o'clock and the men's game at about eight o'clock or something like that. I think, uh, do them all after sunset. And so I went to this women's game and then you were allowed to go across the street to Mariucci to warm up, which was, it felt like it was about 150 degrees in there just because I had 14 <laughs> coats and 12 pairs of pants or whatever. And then I went back over the, across the street for the men's game. And I, it was an experience and I'm glad I did it, but I don't regret missing out on something that was 15 degrees colder than that. Let's put it that way. Cause it was, it was rough. And I, I don't think the sight lines at target field were any better. I don't being there is fun, but being there to see the hockey game is not a great experience near as I can tell. Sure. And it was one of those things like I, I didn't get tickets when they first came out or whatever. I'm not a season ticket holder. And so I sort of thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what the, the secondary market prices are like coming up to the game and then when it became clear that it was going to be 10 degrees below zero and the prices on the secondary market started plummeting i thought you know even for this smaller amount of money that i didn't expect i'm still not going to do this and i think i'm glad yeah mostly because the wild were garbage the wild were utter garbage had it been a a more um no they did come back that may have been fun to be a part of but uh yeah, it certainly was not the greatest game, hockey game anybody's ever seen. It's when you're losing six to two after two periods and your two goals were both 
attempted passes that bounced off a defenseman in yeah. the net. That's that's not a good game. <laughs> and since but, then, it's all but. been happening. It's all been happening for your Minnesota Wild. Victor Rask, who we've complained about 49 times on this podcast, is on waivers and potentially going to the AHL. I don't actually know what the plan is here. I can't imagine anyone's going to pick him up. So, Well, he cleared waivers, yes, so he is uh, just taxi squad guy. He's just going to okay. be the the 14th forward. Yeah, let's clear up also 49 times on the podcast, but 4,900 times in the sport of group chat. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and Brandon will come back and say, hey, guys, pants. And then we'll just get back to talking <laughs> about. Yep. We'll parade him for a while and then go back to talking out. about Victor. Rask. Well, and to be fair to Rask, um, Freddie Goudreau has been the object of my ire really, for the last really four, four to six months. So that's, I think, helped Rask out considerably. I mean, I, I've noticed it in his game that he's more loosey goosey. He's not under so much pressure since I've kind of put Fred under uh, on watch. Under the sport of microscope. microscope. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Rask is actually a better player than Goudreau. I'll, I'll take that to my grave, but he makes far less money. I don't know how much less, but I'm sure much, much less. So that's it. This is, this is being done to clear salary cap space for Boldy and Rossi and um, and that's it. So, um, but well, that's it. So I can't argue with the call, but um, I can't. How, in my head. how excited are you to see Boldy and Rossi? I mean, it, it's it feels like a momentous game on coming up here on sure. Thursday. But at the same time, you know, they're saying all the right things about they're going to get power play time and whatever. But at the same time, it's just two forwards on a on a team with twelve forwards. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I my level of excitement. Maybe twenty years ago, I'd be a lot more excited. I just don't get excited about really anything anymore. I'm, <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. So, um, I meant how excited are you about hockey? Not how has relative, life robbed you of joy? <laughs> relatively, I'm pretty excited. But I, I, like you like you mentioned, it'll be interesting to see how Dino plays them. Um, right. Will they be the 11 minutes a game guys, or will they get 15 to 18 minutes a game? Um, will they be, I'm sure, on the second power play, unit, if at all? He says they will. Um, okay, how much of a real look will he give them? So we'll see. He's got him on the third line now, but um, I, <laughs> how much that will actually translate into minutes in the actual game is hard to say. I loved how, you know, Marco Rossi has never played an NHL game, but one of the main storylines that people were talking about was, you know, this guy is 19 years old or whatever, never played in the NHL, but it's still the best center Kevin Fiala has played with in the last <laughs> three years. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Kevin Fiala has to be just screaming at the moon about what they put him through Rask and Goudreau and just this cast of characters. Meanwhile, everybody else gets to play with like Kaprizov. It's like the greatest day of their lives. Like looks like so much fun. And he's saddled with these old donkeys. Just um, Does calling up Riley and Jonesy uh, <laughs> make up for uh, like, they have to start their backup goaltender tomorrow, right? <laughs> His fucking pheasants. It's uh... <laughs> 
but it's uh, uh Talbot's out, right? He's out. out. Lower is body out. injury. We don't know what's that's bad. So that'll be interesting too with Talbot out. Um, and how long will he be out? What will they do? The, the the amazing thing was it took like four paragraphs to us to explain all of the wild goaltending moves because yeah. somehow Talbot got hurt. Uh, they called up the Hamburglar from Iowa, mm-hmm. but then Iowa was out of goalies because one of them's in COVID protocols and the other mm-hmm. one was suspended or something like that. So they had to sign a guy who, I mean, if, if you're an accountant in Iowa that's ever played goalie at any level, I would get over mm-hmm. to Des Moines for the next Iowa wild game. Cause there's every chance you're going in. <laughs> so Wait, they, the, the, me, uh, the Iowa Wild play in Des Moines, right? Not Cedar Rapids. Not Des Moines. Not some Cedar place? Rapids is USHL. USHL. Um, yeah, Des Moines, it's Des Moines. Um, would you? So, uh, one thing that occurred to me today was, uh, if Talbot's injury is long term, would you trust Kakinen long term for a playoff run that they're obviously going to oh, make, boy. or, or? Chicago is probably out of the playoff picture and they have a goaltender that they signed this off season. Mark Andre Fleury. Oh man. Would you be open to it? It would cost you, but how often do you have a team that um, is this high in the standings? That's this talented. I mean, we, we know in this town, obviously right. These runs don't come along as often as you wish they would. So would you uh, would you go out and buy Flurry? Boy, that is that is an interesting question that I think is going to get answered over the next ten games of Kakinen's career. You know what I mean? Well, or Talbot will be back in two weeks. And right, right, right. But with hockey, they play it so close to the best. You don't know what the hell's going on with Talbot. He could be out. Feel for he could be dead. We don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's no way of knowing. Yeah, lower body injury could mean anything from slightly pulled groin removed as a precaution to <laughs> broke both legs is the in a wheelchair. Only, the only way you would ever know is if somebody happened to be just looking through whatever little shit town in Canada I tell it's from in the <laughs> obituaries and it would say his name in there, Cameron Talbot, <laughs> uh, you know, passed away peace in, peacefully um, January from cannonball first. through sternum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what is, Shit, you'd have to DM Russo, get it out there. That's the only way anybody would ever know. No, it wasn't. So as a callback to the last podcast that nobody ever heard, somebody who is from Flim Flon, was it? Everson. Everson. Everson was from Flim Flon. Talbot is from Caledonia, not the one in Minnesota. Um, Good. The one in Ontario. Shit. <laughs> what? If he was from Caledonia, he'd be in that. Pieces NFL of shit. He'd be a, he'd fuck him. Fuck that. All right. So I got to get this fact out there. I forgot about it until right now, but hold please while I look up who Flynn Flan is named after again. Oh, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a good story. Good. What the hell was it? It was like a, somebody in the music Flan. band. N- it was like a character in the music band. You're like, that doesn't yep. make sense. The movie had to be made a hundred years after the city was found. Is a native of Flin Flon, Manitoba. 
Wait a second. It's Manitoba and Saskatchewan. Flin Flon is in both Manitoba and Saskatchewan. <laughs> I learned today. Yes. Every time we do with oh. this podcast, we may not get it out there for people to listen to it, but I learn a new fact about Flin Flon every time. About geography. Every, every podcast. <laughs> right. Flin Flon, Saskatchewan slash Manitoba. The town's name is taken. This is, I'm reading directly from Wikipedia here. The town's name is taken from a, the lead character in a 1905 paperback novel titled The Sunless City by J.E. Preston Murdoch. And the character's name is Josiah Flint Abbotty Flonaton. Josiah Flint Abbotty Flonaton. <laughs> he, he piloted a submarine into a bottomless lake where he sailed through a whole line with gold to enter a strange underground world. And the people of Flin Flon, Manitoba, so, Saskatchewan were like, yep, that's good enough for us. Was this, was this nonfiction or fiction? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know. In Canada? <laughs> I don't know if I want to go deeper down this particular bottomless lake hole. Um, what the fuck? Those people up there are <laughs> so boring. So, it's so cold and so flat. It's I mean, so it's so boring. It just... Uh, Christ. Huh. I'm glad that I got back to that because now I can name this podcast as I was going to with the last one, Josiah Flintabity Flonaton. <laughs> That's all I got on the wild, John. Is there anything more to cover, Stu? <laughs> eh, no, no, I, don't I don't think, think there's so. necessarily anything more to cover. I just they, they lose every game they play now. They they literally haven't won a game in a month. But they've played, well, they played five games in a month. Four games, on, yeah. It's just, I'm not ready. Even to, I can't uh, get mad about that, man. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to be mad about it. Hot, <laughs> I'm ready to be mad. Um, if there's um, anybody, go ahead, Stu. I was gonna. Um, I had nothing to add about the Timberwolves. I don't think anyone else does either. But I do want to say that at tonight's game, somebody it's a it was a Target Center game, and one of the home fans was like mad at Patrick Beverly, and Patrick <laughs> Beverly heard him. And he oh, no. looked at him and sent one of his boys up to talk to him. Oh, oh fuck no. yes. I love Patrick and, and Beverly. Pat Donner. Beverly is a man. And he, <laughs> you do not uh, talk shit to Pat Beverly. Um, I believe that though Timberwolves won. Um, I know you tuned into this podcast to hear that. But I just was uh, reading about that right before we started recording. And, and I just want to—I just want to know. I want to—I want uh, Krasinski to find the guy who thought he could talk shit to Patrick Beverly and get away with it. <laughs> Do I want to—I pre- want a prediction of what the name of the person who yelled something horrible at Pat Bev oh, that God. Pat Bev sent someone after him. Oh man. Um. Let's see. Oh gosh, we're gonna go. It feels like he might be a Bruce. <laughs> I, I, I got Bruce, I got Bruce vibes off of that. Maybe a Lance. I thought I for know. sure it was going to be a Bruce or Lance. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. But that's um, that, that, that's the uh, Timberwolves minute uh, again. Brandon is not here because he is buying pants. <laughs> where no, but where is Brandon? Is he still on vacation? I can take more vacation. He's got so much vacation. Yeah, I mean, when you when you run when you're the Best Buy idea box, you sort of do. Whatever you want. It's like he's a KFN radio guy host. <laughs> he's gone more than anybody I know. Holy shit. But yeah, John, if you want to do a talk about our new uh, uh, Minnesota United, um, the sportive has adopted a new Minnesota United player. 
the most you've got the actual pronunciation down and it's uh, gonna bring Sid Hartman back from the dead when you say it <laughs> so you can like come back and mispronounce it I first of all I can't imagine Sid ever even trying to pronounce even even easy names like Ethan Finlay he would not have made much of an attempt for a soccer Earth player. and Finware. Uh. <laughs> just imagine Sid saying Bongo Kukle Hung Longwane. Oh, and God. That's beautiful. Bongo Kukle Hung Longwane. I'm still practicing. God damn And I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to... Uh, if you ever... I, it's got to be on YouTube. Sid trying to pronounce... Martina Navratilova for the oh, Sunday Sports Minute or whatever he hosted. Oh my God! It's some of the greatest, one of the greatest moments on radio, maybe in history. Um, in all of radio history, Martina Navrat. God damn it! He just does that for like half an hour, and it's just so tremendous. God, it makes me laugh. And he sounds for all the world in that clip like Mr. Anderson from Beavis and Butthead. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly thought that the character was based on Sid (laughs) pronounced Martina Navratilova's name, even though Mike Judge had no knowledge of Minnesota sports legends. (laughs) That would be that if that fact was true, it would be second place only to Matt Foley motivational speaker being based on Joel Mm -hmm. Maturi. Great fact. One of my favorite facts. Just makes no sense at all to me, but and yet it does. Anyway, I read the I read the Bongo Kukle Longwane news, and Andy Gretter of the Pioneer Press said that his nickname is believed to be Bongy. Oh, Bongy! Yeah, good nickname. It's a solid nickname. Solid nickname. Uh, All right, Uh, Jonathan. Have the uh, whatever your your group is called, your fan group. Have they come up with a song for this guy yet? Or what are, they got to be working. <laughs> I should add, be working on I should one. put that out on Twitter. Yep. Um, What's the song? If his nickname's Bongy, there has to be some sort of Bone Thugs and Harmony song, bong related, or and it um, can't just be Honky Tonk Badonka Dunk. It's from the Bong by um, Cypress Hill. Come on, Cypress Hill. I'm, there you am go. I the only one who remembers that song? I'm probably. <laughs> I, I'm so old. I said Bone Thugs and Harmony. I, I think I meant Cypress Hill. In my head, they're the same. Oh, okay. The same band. Um, not band. Group. Group? I don't know. what. They're not a band. Group. You calling Cypress Hill a band is maybe the most dad moment in the history of this podcast. <laughs> they're not a... I caught yeah, myself bands right. today. Um, All they talk about is smoke and reefer. Dude. <laughs> Do you think that they would be open to singing honky tonk badonkadonk? Would that be a? <laughs> I think so. I don't see why not. Well, oh. you throw it out there, see if they're open to the concept. I'm sure they can. They can come up with something, whatever they're, whatever um, they're comfortable with. Speaking of Ethan Finley, didn't they hire also sign a veteran who had been with the United before? I saw that today. Uh, Coleman? Yeah, Brent Coleman. I, okay. I didn't see that he officially resigned, but oh, is that, is he was rumor? rumored to be a rumor? in, in final oh. negotiations, which makes sense. He's been in, he's been with he's from here. He's been with you know, for ten years. You, you know just exactly can't what's say. going on, John. You just can't. Yeah, you just right. can't say. I got my finger we on the it, pulse. We get it. We get and it. You can tell okay, but... because I learned to pronounce Bongo Kukle Wangwane. <laughs> the Russo of Falcon Heights can't tell us exactly <laughs> the Russo of Falcon Heights. 
yeah, I got nothing, but that's that's a rumor and it makes perfect sense. I, I was surprised they declined his contract cool. option, but can, can we go back and that? Can I call you the Rosalon Russo? I love alliterative. Can I can I tell you guys a story? So I've I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. This is this has nothing to do with sports. So if you're still listening for sports stuff, go ahead and hang up. But I, I've mentioned probably on the podcast, definitely on the internet, that the the house that I live in was fairly well known, I'm told, from people who lived in the neighborhood because it was knocked down in the tornado in nineteen eighty one. This is the the tornado that went through Minneapolis and then Roseville and caused a whole bunch of damage and amazingly started Best Buy um, because it ran over the, the, the Sound of Music store that then had a fire sale that they called Best Buys and it worked out so well that they ended up transforming into Best Buy. But so the Star Tribune had their, their I, I think they do it about annually where you have free access to their archives because they yeah. have their archive thing and so everybody was looking up their their house and finding out that their house was robbed in 1932 or whatever. I saw this stuff all over Twitter. So I went back into the archive and looked up the story from the tornado because I wanted to I wanted to see the whole story. So as it turns out, the people who lived in the house in in my house at the time were driving to the grocery store, which is about a mile away and my neighbor who lived here at the time, I talked to him about this once and he said their car was damaged. But what the, the story in the newspaper said was the crucial detail that they were in their car driving into the parking lot and a shopping cart came through their windshield. Oh, geez. which is <laughs> more than just they were at the mall and their car got damaged. They, so the shopping cart comes through the windshield. Then they came home found that their home was rubble. And here's the detail that particularly struck me. Their home was knocked down. And by the time they got back to their home, which was a mile away, it had already been looted by the neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. A bunch of money was missing. These expensive cameras were missing. Somebody took their Christmas decorations. Like the people, (laughs) this is 1981. This is not like, I... I, I was flabbergasted by this particular detail that all the neighbors are like, man, how bad was your neighborhood? Can it's you not believe that tornado that went through? Anyway, the house got knocked down. Let's go take their stuff. Oh my God. That has to be, you know, um, it has to be up there with the worst days anyone has ever had. That'd be a bad day. I went yeah. to the store, a shopping cart went through the windshield of my car. We, lucky to survived we went home and found that our house was rubble and been looted by the neighbors that's anyway. insane 81 the twins sucked too so they oh, probably lost that day too yeah <laughs> yeah so probably just pretty much nothing went right those struck out four times <laughs> well john the good news for you is have you ever heard of a house being uh demolished by a tornado right. twice your house I mean, is pretty safe it's not gonna happen that that final destination day that they had i'd cancel your ins- your home insurance yeah you don't there's no it. chance nothing's happening put Just that money gambling yep <laughs> so anyway um that's my that's my non-sports story for the week but i was just i was flabbergasted by that yeah i think that's it for me that's all i got um probably make sure this one recorded yeah we'll see <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody's computer is dead, though, so that's yeah. a major step forward. No, I'm in good shape. I don't know. We'll see what went wrong. I'm sure something went wrong, but we'll see. It usually does, but... All right. Alrighty, boys. Well, that's the end of this episode of The Sportive. I don't know. Somehow it makes it much weirder to think of it as, think of this as a broadcast when I'm looking, when I'm looking at you. I don't know why. I turned my camera off. One, because our internet's bad and I'm saving bandwidth. I don't know if that's a thing, but it seemed to help. And uh, I didn't want to look at you guys. I didn't want you to look at me. It's it's distracting. Sorry. <laughs> well, I just <laughs> want to okay. say that it that meant that instead of your in your uh, instead of your name being down in the corner of your little picture, now it's just huge. One, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just in huge type. So I probably said it four or five times during this podcast. Oh, I, that, you didn't. So I would try. <laughs> All right, happy podcast, happy happy sportive, happy new year. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.